are so glad to have you join us today. And we're so excited to start our summer study as a study through the book of Mark. And we are gonna be doing a study that we're calling the Mark Challenge. And we wanna tell you too, it's a 15 week study. We're gonna do six lessons per day. So I know, per week. Oh, per week, six yes. lessons <laughs> per week. And we have a study that you can download on our website at women.cccm.com and Jasmine can show you. We also have, if you purchased this from us a few years ago, we put yeah, this we out during the summer and did it in that little booklet format. Unfortunately, we are all out of those, but we're making available the whole study for free online. And we're working on the details. Right now, we're a little, there's a little bump in it, but um, hopefully you'll be able to just use the PDF online and fill in your answers as you go. Uh, otherwise, you can just print it out. And again, it's free and it's on women.cccm.com. Mm -hmm. And you just go up to the event tab at the top and you'll see there's one that says Summer Bible Study. And if you click on Summer Bible Study, then it will open up a new page and there will be a link to the Bible Study right there. And you can download it and print it and join along with us. And so today, we just wanna do an introduction. We're gonna have a little conversation. And each week, we're gonna have a conversation about the homework that we've gone over through the week. And today, we just wanna kind of give you an overview of what we're gonna do and the Book of Mark and what to expect during our time together this summer? Um, um, I wrote this about uh, mm -hmm. three years ago. And one of the reasons I wrote this is because I would meet with these women once a year, and I won't say where or who, but I would always say, are you reading your Bibles? And they'd mm -hmm. always have like some excuse why they weren't mm -hmm. reading their Bibles. And I feel like if you're going to read your Bible, uh, the best place to start is the gospel, because Jesus said that the whole Bible has to do with his story. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, well, you guys know, Jesus is the key <laughs> that unlocks everything. I mean, yes. we just finished studying Genesis. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you put Jesus in the center of Genesis, you're like, oh, he's creator. Uh, He's um, the typology of yeah. Joseph, Melchizedek, you know, Melchizedek. Yep. and so he's in those pages yep. over and over mm -hmm. again, and it just unlocks the whole book. So I wanted these women who I knew to read the Bible, and I wanted them to, I think sometimes when people start to read the Bible, they're like, I have, they think they have to read like a whole book, like right. they have to read all of Genesis, yeah. or they yeah. have to read all of the Gospel of Mark. And I wanna show them that sometimes just a few verses, especially for a busy woman, yeah. because the women I was dealing with work, and so that was their excuse. Oh, I work, I'm so tired mm -hmm. at night. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm so, you know, in the morning I'm rushing. Mm -hmm. And I wanted something that they could have their coffee, have their Bible open, and just take, you know, two to maybe 10 scriptures a day mm -hmm. and just go through it and uh, feel enriched by it. Yeah. You know, and this is really simple too, the way that you've done it, because there's only about three to four questions every day. That's right. So very simple. Yeah, and only a small chunk of verses. So right. it's not, yeah, it's very readable. And the last question every day is, what is your takeaway? Because sometimes the question might not bring it out. There, there might be something that the Holy Spirit prompts you to, that you're like, oh my goodness, look at this. I've never seen this before. Mm -hmm. And you can write it on, what is your takeaway today? And a takeaway um, is that thing that's going to stay with you all during the day. Mm -hmm. either that scripture yeah. or that promise or that um, principle that will stay with you that you just want to keep thinking about because, you know, let's talk for a second about biblical meditation. Mm. Ooh, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Let's throw that one out <laughs> so there. So important, <laughs> yeah. But to meditate is different than reading. Yeah. It's the second thought. It's the, 
It's the turning it over. I mean, how many times have you been in something where um, you're in a conversation and you leave that conversation and then you start thinking about that conversation like, what did they mean by that? Well, why did they say it that way? Why did I say this? Why did I say this? And you're thinking, but how much better instead of replaying the conversation, to replay the word, to like, now what was the Holy Spirit saying to me? Mm. What did I read? I have found that at night, if I ask myself what I read during the day, it like, it, it goes into my subconscious. It seems to go to a different level. And a lot yes. of times when I'm trying to go to sleep, I'll go, what did I read today? What did it mean to me? Mm-hmm. And that, that helps set my meditation uh, for the night, for my sleep. Mm. And, um, but that's what we're supposed to do with the Word of God. Yeah, no, and I, you know, I've been reading in Psalms um, lately, and just Me too. how about that? <laughs> Psalm thirty-four this morning. Hey, yeah, well, I'm in the seventies, but uh, that's, that's what I know. I'll just I'm trying ahead to stay me. ahead of you. Yeah. Yes, of course you are. <laughs> but just I've been seeing over and over again the thought where the Lord just keeps saying, "Remember, remember mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. works, remember." And I think mm-hmm. that goes along mm-hmm. with meditating. And I'm realizing I need to do this more. God, just go back and. And as you remember, I think it does, you own it more. Kind of like when you yes. say something out loud, it helps you to own it more. But if, so. you, if you read too much, you don't retain anything. Yeah. You're glutting. Like, do you remember, um, all of, I'm, I'm sure you do, but do you remember like, well, when you were in high school or college and you had a test and you had been having fun all Cram. week and you crammed. Yep. <laughs> and when you crammed, you remembered it like for the test. Yeah. And then if somebody asked you three hours later or two days later, you'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. How many people cram the Bible? Yeah. Mm. And so this is a different way to study. Like we said, it's only, you know, what, two, maybe 10 verses. And then um, there's something that we're doing too that we're taking what what we might call vignettes Mm -hmm. um, of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when um, one of our days, um, I think it's, week after next. It's still in chapter one, but it's towards the end of uh, Mark chapter one, where Jesus meets this leper. Mm. And just that story of the leper Mm. is just so, so good. Because he comes to Jesus and he falls on his knees and it says, and he worshiped him, which is a whole different subject that we'll get into in a couple of weeks. And he said, if you are willing, Mm. you can make me clean. And just if we could just go over that and just think about what is it that Jesus is willing? He's willing. So there's so much, and, and this is to stimulate meditation. That's why it's written this way. No, mm-hmm. that's good. And even just like, uh, just looking at, at the book of Mark, I'm kind of excited yes. to do this because I think of Mark as kind of like the broad overview gospel, yes. where it's yes. just kind of like, this happened, then this happened, then this happened, and very mm-hmm. just event. They say so, the word in Mark is immediate. Yes, yes. immediately. It's just very, um, I don't know, yeah, it's just like a sequence of events, but mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to meditating and actually going through it a little more slowly, because I always think of it as the the gospel that's not super detailed or anything, <laughs> but no, really, I mean, that's how I always think of it. And so to think of it more in like, wow, let's actually just slow down and look at a small chunk of this, and even just working through a little bit of it now, um, mm-hmm. I'm realizing like, wow, there's stuff here that I didn't see before. I love getting and to draw those things out. And that's what happens when he takes uh, smaller portions. It's yeah. like you taste it more. I, I yeah. always use the um, analogy of Thanksgiving. Like sometimes at Thanksgiving, because all the food is so good, <laughs> I put all of it on my plate because I want to make sure I get it all, but it all kind of melds together. Like you're like, is that the cranberry sauce or is that the jello salad that I just ate? <laughs> you know, is that the stuffing or is that the green bean casserole? Is that the, you know, turkey is pretty distinct. 
because of the texture. <laughs> it's but, its own thing. But you know that there are times that you're not really getting the singularity or the deliciousness of, of any one thing and savoring it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when we take it like this in smaller chunks, you get the opportunity to savor. Mm-hmm. And I think too, meditating, it washes our minds and mm, cleanses our so minds. Good. And right now, it's such a time of fear. There's so much fear in everybody's lives of everything that's going on. Like you don't know who mm, to believe and uncertain. who to trust yeah. and things are uncertain. And so there's that fear element in people's lives right now. And so when you stop and come back to his word and fill our minds with his word instead of what the world says, it washes our minds. Yeah. And I had kind of a, a picture in my own life this last couple of weeks. I have this plant that I walk by every day. And I was kind of feeling lazy just with, you know, just life right now. And yep. so I started watering it with my cup that I just was carrying in my hand. And our house has a whole house um, filtration system that is purified by salt. And hmm, so wow. the water had more okay. salt in it than the plant need. And, and I knew that if I watered it with this water, it would probably kill the plant. But I thought, oh, what's just a little bit of water? What will that hurt? Hmm. And so I just kept watering it. And sure enough, the edges of the plant started burning oh, wow. and that wow. they were dying because of this water that I was putting in it. And so then I found out I had to soak it with water that had no salt in it oh, and wow. wash it, wash the roots and wash the, um, the soil away from the salt. And now the plant is totally thriving, no more brown edges. And it made me think wow. the word of God is like that for us too. When we soak our minds in it and we meditate on mm. God's word, it washes away those things that the world is just influencing us with. You're right. Boy, that's it true. influences that's how we think, mm -hmm. what we think, how we think. And one of the reasons mm -hmm. we chose this discussion forum too, is to help those who are watching learn how to talk about the Word of God. Because sometimes mm -hmm. when you haven't talked about the Word of God, it's like awkward. Yeah. Like you're with your friends and you're like, um, <laughs> guess what I read in the Bible today? And it becomes really stiff. And <laughs> this should be the most natural mm, conversation. Right. I was reading today, Psalm 34. Yes, yes. It says, magnify the Lord with me and mm. let us exalt the Lord together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I was good. thinking about how we magnify, when we magnify our fears, when you get together and you talk about with others, like, I'm so afraid of this. And they're like, well, I, you think you're afraid of that? I'm afraid of this. And I thought yeah. about, oh my goodness, we're always magnifying our fears. Our fears right. start about this big and they get bigger and bigger and bigger. Or we exalt our fears. Yeah. So we make our fears stronger than the Lord. Like our fears are gonna overcome us, not the Lord. Mm -hmm. But when we magnify the Lord, which is talking about Him, mm -hmm. our fears get smaller and smaller and smaller. Don't you like that voice? Yeah. <laughs> that was a good, yeah. That'll really drive it home. Yeah. That's good. But you know, <laughs> but I was just talking, I was just thinking about Mark. Um, yeah. We would love it if, if you use the Gospel of Mark, if you loved what you were reading and you call someone up and say, do this challenge with me. Mm -hmm. Let's do this together. Let's magnify the Lord together. Mm. And it's so, um, I don't know, sometimes I'm getting so much. I, I am blessed because I have Brian. And um, we sit at a table every morning. He usually is in his office and then he'll come out to the table with his Bible. And he'll want to tell me what the Lord spoke to him. Well, that's okay because I want to tell him what the Lord's speaking to me. And sometimes I'll just be studying. I'm like, this is so good what the Lord is showing me. I need, I need to talk to you, Brian, mm -hmm. about it because he's on that end of the table. And I'll just tell him everything that the Lord's saying. Mm -hmm. And he was gone. I remember for this time, and he was not reachable by phone. And I kept calling Kathy Gilbert, like, hey, Kathy, <laughs> how are you? 
want to know what I read today that the Lord ministered to me? And she's like, always open, like, yes. But then she's, she's like, great. okay, let me tell you what the Lord showed me. And I was like, so good. But that's the idea, that you get so inspired as you read that you can't help but talk about it. You want to call somebody up. And that's what we'd like to, you know, FaceTime or yeah. talk to them. It's a great mother and daughter thing. Hey, you know, to encourage your daughter, like, or if you're younger, encourage your mom, like, let's study this together. If you have a best friend, mm -hmm. let's do this together. Mm -hmm. And let's just talk about what we're learning and what the Lord is showing us. Because the Lord will show each of you different things. Yeah. But together, there's a fuller picture, which mm. is like so yes. great too. And, and, mm -hmm. like you, and like we were saying before, with meditating, talking and sharing yes. it, it really does. I, that helps me. If it's I get to share something with mm -hmm. someone, then I remember it. Yep. It, it, yeah, yeah, it just is, becomes more my own. I own it more because it's like, the Lord really did speak this to me. It wasn't just like something that flew out of my mind. you process the thought too sometimes yes. as women? I think we process, process it better. Loud, and so we, yes. we start understanding it better as we talk about it too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. And, and when I wrote it, I wanted the women that um, I, I was writing it to to be able to use any translation. Mm. Um, I wanted them to be able to use the New Living Translation or even the message. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, I'm using, for this study, mm. I'm going to be using the Christian Standard Bible. Um, I'm a New King James girl. I use the New King James all the time. Mm. But I have read mm -hmm. through the ESV and the NIV. I've, I've tried to read through every translation that I find is viable. I'm doing the wow, um, yeah. NASB in my personal Bible studies this I year. I like that one, yeah. But I want you to um, maybe challenge yourself by, if you haven't done the NLT, use the NLT. If you um, maybe haven't done the New King James, because you've only done the NLT, do the New King James. Um, maybe the Christian Standard Bible, excellent translation, the English Standard um, Version, ESV. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so many, um, uh, the Revised Standard Version. There's so many great translations out there, and yeah. I, I think the Lord for these these great Bibles that make it so understandable. Maybe the um, New International Version. Mm -hmm. Is the Phillips, is that one still Phillips. around? I don't know if I think it's hard to get, but okay. Amplified is really hard to get too. Really? Amplified oh, will yeah. take you a little longer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but since we're only looking at a couple verses each day, yeah, you, you could, could even yeah. do a couple different versions each day when you're looking at the questions. You could read through that passage of two or three verses in a yeah. couple versions. And mm -hmm. maybe even get a study Bible. This is a study Bible, and I love the study notes. I'm like into the study notes. I, I, I think... Why buy a study Bible if you're not going to read the study notes? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, that's true. You know, <laughs> like utilize the study notes. These are um, great Bible scholars, great Bible commentators who have written these introductions. Mm. And the commentary is so good. And the, the facts that you get and uh, the understanding for the scripture, sometimes they'll highlight a Greek word. So I mm -hmm. love, 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 oh, love, yeah. love and study Bibles. And there's going to be chapters and sections too where it helps to understand more of the it culture. Does. Yes. Like, okay, this is what was going yes. on in context. Especially with Mark, because he'll yes. talk about how um, we're going to come to a place where the washing of hands, where they mm. come to Jesus um, disciples and they say, why doesn't your master wash your hand, his hands like everybody mm -hmm. else? And Mark gives you a little more detail about uh, they don't have, like, they're not talking about a, a clinical washing of hands. Or what we're all doing right, right. now, 20 right. seconds, right. sing happy birthday. Exactly. <laughs> they're talking about a ritual. A, a type. Yes. In fact, in the ritual one, you had to keep your hands like this. You couldn't put your hands oh, like this. Right. So it'll drip, wash Your off. hands had to be like this. So they're talking about a ritualistic. They're not saying Jesus never washed his hands. 
You know, they're talking <laughs> about a ritualistic, yeah. a special type of washing. And so um, that, if you have a commentary, that helps. And then that's mm. like, mm-hmm. we might call that a fun fact that you're going to tell your friend, guess what I read? Totally. About the culture. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Or, or even like with the different translations too. Like mm-hmm. I know for me, like the New Living Bible, I haven't used it so much with the New Testament yet. So I might try to do that because yes. with the Old Testament, when you're reading like the prophets, it mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know, it helps you kind of understand the flow of the thought instead of like, wait, what are they talking about yes. here? So some of those other translations also help with that. Yes. For sure. So Yes, I love that. Um, you, you brought up Mark and why Mark? And um, one of my favorite books, and I say that about just about every book I've read, but this book I really, really love by J. Uh, Warner Wallace. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's, uh, it's called um, Cold Case Christianity. Mm-hmm. So it combines the Bible, which I absolutely adore, mm-hmm. apologetics, which I love, and true crime, which unfortunately- <laughs> That is your passion, uh-huh. let's be honest. I only like <laughs> solved crimes. I don't like the ones like unsolved. Unsolved mysteries. Yeah. No. <laughs> no way, I wanna, I wanna know, because I love justice. And, and so I, I just have this strong belief because of the Bible that in the end, everyone reaps what they sow. Mm-hmm. In the end, everyone, mm-hmm. no one gets away with anything, with mm-hmm. God, nobody. So for me, that sense of justice, that unrequited justice is requited when I, when I watch mm-hmm. true crime sometimes. But the thing is about um, J. Warner Wallace, he said that Mark is like a first responder. And he was talking that when the police first get to a crime scene, what they do is they give you the basic facts that you will need to know so you can come and correctly um, assess the, the crime. Mm. So they'll tell you, you know, location, and they'll tell you who the person was, they'll tell you just the facts, the, yes. the things you need to know to make um, right choices and to make- to uh, Who to interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, and, and logical, and to make logical um, estimations. So they'll tell you that. So he described Mark as a first responder that he Hmm. wanted to get this gospel out as soon as possible to as many people as possible. So Mark is is just kind of just the facts. And like you said, it moves so fast. Mm -hmm. Where Matthew includes um, the parables, he includes... um, the sermons, you know, like the Sermon on the Mount and some of those. Mm-hmm. The genealogy. The genealogies, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark leaves out kind of the, those other things and says, you know what, this is what you need to know. And many have called him the first responder. Hmm. Origen felt like Matthew, Origen was a church father, um, and he felt like Matthew was the first gospel written. And then huh. that, that Mark um, kind of took just that, because remember too, parchment was expensive. So, mm. you know, Mark might have been limited on how mm-hmm. much he could write mm-hmm. because of the parchment and because of the expense of getting it to different fellowships. So he's like getting just the facts. Uh, so some believe that you know um, Mark borrowed from Matthew. Other believe that Matthew borrowed from Mark. Right, um, that he was the first one right. to just get the skeleton. But the but the idea is that he he's writing the essentials. It's almost mm. like essential gospel mm-hmm. is what you get with mm. Mark, essential gospel. Do you think part of it is his audience too? Some commentators say that he was writing more to a Gentile audience than to the Jewish audience. Mm. Do you think that could be part of it too? I think that each one of them, um, Luke especially was writing to Gentiles to show the inclusion of Gentiles mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and Jews. So he'll bring up uh, more uh, 
uh, a lot of Gentile stories. Interesting, Luke leaves out the Syrophoenician woman, which both Mark and uh, Matthew have. Hmm. It's interesting what is left out and what right. is brought in. Right. And I believe all of it's intentional by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could say everyone who writes has a bias. I've never mm -hmm. read a newspaper article that I haven't seen a bias. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. so I know what this person right. is for totally. or against. There's always a slight bias. In fact, I had a critical thinking class. We were talking about that earlier which would give us different articles and say, okay, what is the bias of the author? Because it's impossible to write without a bias. Like, let's say you're writing to your mother. Mm. This is a woman you love. So you're going to have the bias of love, mm -hmm. which is a bias. I love this woman. Yeah. And I want to encourage her because I love her so much. Mm. There's always going to be a bias mm -hmm. in yeah. everything you write, something that you're going to try to talk somebody into or steer somebody, even if Highlight, it's unintentional, yeah. there's going to be a bias. Mark has a bias. Mm. I mean, he's got an intention. He wants to show Jesus is the king. He's the, the king. And um, he, he's going to have that, that bias throughout. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, a bias does not mean something's untrue. Because, you know, if you're writing with the bias that you love your mother, it's not untrue. I don't really love you, but I'm going to... Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> so your words might be more tender and you're going to yes. be more affectionate. And yes. so Mark, he seems to focus on all of the deeds and the actions of Jesus. That's right. And maybe that's something personal to him of how he watched Jesus. It is. That's and you true. know what's interesting? It's still factual. Yes. Uh -huh. It's not like wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And what's exactly. interesting too, as you go through this too, like hopefully that you will see... Um, you, you will see some Old Testament um, references or allusions. Like mm -hmm. you'll like, wait, wait, where have I read something like this before? Mm -hmm. And it, it's meant to take you because again, Jesus is the key that unlocks the whole Bible. Jesus said, you, you search these scriptures in John 5, 39, because in them you think you have life, but these are they which testify of me. Mm -hmm. And then in Psalm 40, mm -hmm. uh, it says, and this is repeated in Hebrews, Lo, I have come in the volume of the book, it is written of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the volume of yeah. the book is all pointing to Jesus, and Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. Like he's mm. the whole, you want to know how the law was meant to be lived? Look at Jesus. Mm. He's what the law was intended um, to bring out in men. And, and what you see in Jesus is the fulfillment of the law, the fulfillment, the culmination of all the prophets. They meet in Jesus. That's why when you get to Mark, the transfiguration, mm -hmm. Moses, who is uh, definitive of the law, Elijah, who is definitive of the prophets, meet together at the Mount of Transfiguration. So, I mean, it's, it's gonna be good. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Would you recommend reading through the whole book first, just to kind of get an overview since it's, what, 16 chapters? They yeah, say sure. to read through the whole Gospel of Mark in one sitting would take you about an hour and a half. So hey, you, we're all in quarantine, yeah, right? I know, right? So you <laughs> could just to get the continuity and see where you're going. Um, that, that could be something. Um, another way to do it too, as I was telling Jasmine, is I have Audible. Mm -hmm. So I've downloaded um, the, the whole Bible. And um, mine's with Max McLean, but I know David Suchet, also oh. who uh, Hercule Poirot, also has the, the Bible. He reads it audibly. And I love to do both. I like to, mm -hmm. I'm not an auditory learner. I am more a visual learner. But yet I have found that just having the word of God like spoken to me 
washed over me has so mm-hmm. much power. It's almost like I receive yeah. it in a whole different way. Yeah. So I would even say, listen to the Gospel of Mark. That's a great idea. Yeah. You know, let it wash over you. Mm-hmm. version is a free app. Yeah, you could just. And you can do it on there, and they've got several translations. Sometimes when I take walks, I'll just scroll through the different translations and listen to the same passage oh, in that's different translations, and it'll just keep playing it. That's a great idea. So that's idea. the version app. And I like that. That's that's actually true because I'm similar. Like I can't process as well when I hear things mm-hmm. read to me. I mean, kind of. But there is something because it's the word and it's living and active. It's still working in your in your mind and in your heart. Um, you know, while you're listening. And so, I mean, if you're driving, if you actually get to drive anywhere right now, you know, like go to the store, listen to it while you're going. I don't know. I think that's a great idea. That's really mm-hmm. so. Mark is the the um, the gospel writer, and you know, up until I think it was. Um, until the age of enlightenment, no one ever doubted that Mark wrote this gospel. Hmm. Oh but yeah, then, higher criticism. But then when yeah. higher criticism came in and uh, the, the age of enlightenment, which when they felt that science could answer every question and human reasoning um, was yeah. above the spirit. In fact, they stopped believing in spiritual things. Mm-hmm. So they were looking mm-hmm. for, um, so then they began to question everything they had ever learned about the Bible. So they began to question the authorship of Mark. But mm-hmm. we're gonna go with the, we're gonna go with the old school that Mark wrote it because that's what the church fathers believed. That's what the church traditions say. And and yeah. since Mark was the writer of this, he was a young man at the time. Mm-hmm. And so we know who Mark was. Mark was mm-hmm. a young man. It's believed that he was the one, when you get to the story of Gethsemane, that he's the one who runs out of the garden um, naked. Yes. But that will come at you know, we'll later date. Yes. <laughs> but Mark was a young man. His mother was also a Christian. And she, her name was Mary. <laughs> There's a passage in Acts that's that right. talks about when Peter was released from prison, that's whose house that he went back exactly. to. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And he's also called John Mark. And you know, and it's yes. true, like you were saying, this is all documented. I yes. mean, you can go to Eusebius and even before, I mean, mm-hmm. they were very meticulous in Origin, keeping their yep. records. And so Arrhenius. to say that he didn't wrote it is really, I mean, Yes. Kind of out of left field. You can't really justify that. So. No, and, and they can, but you know, when you read their arguments, they fall so short because I've had to read a lot of those arguments. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's it. That's what that's you, all you have. got. Yeah. yeah, that's all you got. Mm-hmm. And again, um, uh, C.S. Lewis used to say, chronological snobbery to believe mm-hmm. that we are more informed than those who actually lived at that time or right after that time. (laughs) As if we could, or the scholars today could possibly know Greek better than those who spoke it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that it was the language um, that they spoke. So um, Mark also um, journeyed with Barnabas and Paul on the first missionary journey. Mm -hmm. He went with them. Mm -hmm. He left early. Barnabas' cousin? Yes, he was, or nephew. Oh, They're not sure it? if he was okay. nephew or cousin. Some kind of One relative. translation said cousin, so I wasn't sure. And another one will mm. say nephew. It's because okay. I think those words in Greek are, mm. um, can similar be, or? yeah, similar. And they, they usually take it according to context. But some believe it was the nephew. But it's interesting because Barnabas was Le- uh, Levite. Okay. So it could be even that Mark came from mm. the tribe of Levi. Mm. He could have been uh, a Levitical Jew, which would be interesting yeah. to me. Right? Mm. Especially if uh, Barnabas was Mary's sister. When, I mean, Mary's brother. Sorry, Mary's brother. Wait, Barnabas. <laughs> I'm like trying to okay, think so about if that. Mark, yeah. Mark is, so if Mark is Barnabas' nephew, right? That means right. Barnabas' sister oh, yes. could have been Mark's yeah, mother. Okay, or Barnabas' brother, brother was Mark's father. 
So either way, it would, you know, put Mark somewhere in the Levitical, which would have been interesting because, you know, he would have, he wrote. He mm. obviously wrote. You know, sometimes I wonder if, um, I, I wonder if, you know, he kept a journal or mm. if he kept it in his heart. You know, in those days, people didn't have televisions. They didn't have radios. Right. They didn't have all the, the stimulus that we do that distracts, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. depletes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean... I mean, honestly, sometimes you'll have read your Bible, but you'll watch a television program and you remember the television program better than you remember than the, yeah, the Bible. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have those things to deplete or to distract again. Mm -hmm. And so what they would do, they really depended a lot on oral traditions. Mm -hmm. But Mark is giving them a template. Did you ever play Operator? Oh, and, and you, you mean you, like you the little... Yes, yeah, when you're in elementary school. You, you whisper like... Um, a, a penny saved is a penny earned. Right. A penny yeah. saved is a penny earned. And then the next person, you know, says, my grandpa's ashes are put in an urn. And it just yeah. keeps going, you know, like don't take a wrong That's turn. Good off the cuff. Until, right. until you get to the end of it. And it's just so different than mm. what it did. But if you have a template, and I think that that's what happened with um, Matthew mm. and Mark and Luke. They said, we have to have a template. Yeah. We have to have something so solid mm -hmm. that the oral traditions and the, and the stories that are being told cannot get too far afield oh, yes. from yeah. what really took place. Yeah. So again, um, a lot mm -hmm. of what was recorded, um, again, is by the stories that were told, were, were by memory, mm -hmm. because they would have put these to memory. They would have mm -hmm. um, inscribed it on their heart yeah. and said, have you ever had a moment like, I want to remember everything that's mm -hmm. going on right now because this is yep. so, so beautiful. You know, I feel that like about the birth of my children. I yes. don't want to forget this. The moment. I, I run to remember mm -hmm. this forever as long as I live. Mm. And Mark's journey with Jesus, he's like, I want to remember this yes. for as long as I live. And I want others to know. I want, I want to tell my testimony of being with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Mark might not have been there at the Sermon on the Mount, but Matthew was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he would have filled it in. And some of it might be paraphrased because he's remembering from memory. And that could be why there's a difference um, with Luke or with Matthew. But also it's important to remember too that Jesus would tell the same parables in different places because you didn't have a radio. Again, these things weren't written down. But these people needed to know what these people heard. Yeah. It's like my father would uh, tell the um, sermon. He would do this one sermon. It's um, keep yourself in the love of God. And I heard my dad do it at... Uh, Arizona summer camp. I heard him do it in Murrieta. Yes. I heard him do it at Twin Same. Peaks. Yeah. I heard him do it on the East Coast in uh, Virginia. I heard him do it in on a cruise ship. I heard him do it. I mean, I heard <laughs> him do it radio. in Austria. Radio. On the radio. There you go. Yeah. So he do it in different places. Mm -hmm. Same sermon. Um, another one would have been I've played the fool, which is the story of Saul's confession to David. And I heard him do these sermons in all sorts of different places. And each time it's going to be slightly a different word mm -hmm. or a different illustration sometimes. But it's the same basic sermon. Yeah. So Jesus would speak these parables uh, in um, Magdala mm -hmm. on the Galilee and then maybe in Capernaum on the Galilee. And then, you know, um, in these, in these different areas Villages, yeah. that he was in, Nazareth. He would tell these 
at different places because they'd be different audiences. Mm -hmm. It's almost like yeah. if you're doing like the, the morning joyful life or the evening joyful life, yes. mm -hmm. you're going to be a little different. <laughs> Same, but just all Same notes. Slightly. Yep. Yeah. Same notes. Yep. Same notes. One might be the shorter version because you don't have as much time. That's true. Mm -hmm. With, yep. And the yep. longer. So that's part of the background of Mark. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Something else that I really appreciated about Mark too was he wasn't a perfect follower of Jesus. Yeah. You know, like we know the story about him mm. and Barnabas mm -hmm. going yep. off on the missionary journeys with Paul and then they ended up splitting and yeah. it was John Mark was the reason for that split. But then you see later on that God restored that relationship. And yeah, and Paul said something, didn't he, in one of his yes, like yes, closing yes. words second, like- Second Timothy. Yeah, that he's, what is it, that he's valuable to me or that valuable he's to me, yeah. exactly. useful to me and he's like, yeah. bring him back to me. So there was restoration there in the end. That's sweet. It's nice to see that, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah. And that God used him to write a book of the Bible. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. totally. And you know, when we get together next week, I, I can't wait to talk about just the, the Evangelica, uh, UN Jello. Oh, I'll have to ask Brian that word before we start. Yes. <laughs> the, the good news. Yes. What gospel means. Yes. Mm. Because even knowing what gospel means, because he says the gospel written by Mark. And I yes. want to talk about how, well, even the word gospel, it's its own genre. I just read this in a book by um, Pennington, which is so good. It's called Reading the Gospels Wisely. Mm. And in it, he talks about, um, because there are those today that are trying to put this like, um, in a Greco-Roman context mm. hmm. or in a strictly Jewish context. And if you put it into a Greco-Roman context, then a, then a gospel or a biography, they would write biographies that weren't necessarily true. They were embellished. Yes. So there's who try to put it um, in a Greco-Roman will say, well, it's embellished and there's a lot of mythology in it. Um, those who try to put it in a strictly Jewish context um, well, but the Jewish, uh, the, the writings that were Jewish uh, tended to um, exalt the virtue above the person or the mm. principle above the person and show how the person fits in with the, the Torah right. virtue oh, instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what he was saying is even Rome had a gospel and what it was was an announcement of what Caesar had done for you or what the new governor uh, was gonna do for you or had done for you and why you would be benefited under his rulership. Mm -hmm. um, but this, he said, is a whole new genre. This, this, they've taken from the Romans the word gospel, which never had mythology and, and didn't have um, embellishment. But what it's doing is it's telling you, this is who Jesus is is and this is what he is done mm. and this is what's necessary to know in order to enter into the kingdom of God. Mm. And the term kingdom of God is gonna be so important. Today I was reading, also in my devotions, I was reading Colossians chapter one. And I was reading and I, the thought came to me because uh, he mentions the kingdom of God in that. And, but Paul places the kingdom of God in Jesus. And next week, when we're looking at Mark, mm. we're gonna find the announcement. No, I wanna talk about kingdom of God too next week. Yeah, perfect. I've been reading ahead a little bit. Yeah, Ooh. but <laughs> the kingdom of God 
is Jesus himself. Mm -hmm. We are in mm -hmm. Christ. And mm -hmm. when we are in Christ, we are the kingdom, we are in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And he's delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his own dear son. Yes. And then it also talks about the body of Christ mm -hmm. and, and the church. And the church is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we are all, according to Peter, living stones, part of that body. Mm -hmm. But this is the kingdom of God is Jesus. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. it, it just, you know, yes. <laughs> Which is so encouraging. Even if we can't meet together in public, we still are the body of Christ yes. together. Yeah. Yeah, but that's exactly. why it's so important. We're, we've got social distance yes. here. But as much as you can, to not only read, yes. but if you can talk to somebody mm -hmm. about this. Yep. It makes me think of that verse in Malachi too, where yes. it says that mm. when, when those that love God talked about him, he wrote a book of remembrance. And so he's writing a book of remembrance every time we talk about him with each other. That's but cool but it also says he heard. Mm -hmm. I, always, mm -hmm. I always think of God as the great eavesdropper. When I, when I think of that scripture, <laughs> that God in. is listening. Mm -hmm. I'm so pleased, as yes. you said, mm -hmm. writing a commemorative uh, word. You know, some of us um, don't get out to, you know, Jasmine and I have a podcast that is Women You Should Know. And sometimes we're even intimidated by the women we're talking about. We're like, mm -hmm. oh, I haven't done anything oh. for Jesus. Mm -hmm. These women Man. were so... Yeah. Amazing. I mean, in a couple of weeks, we'll be talking about Helen Rosevere, and that woman has done oh, so much for Jesus. Yeah. I'm always intimidated wow. by the women that are doctors that do things for <laughs> Jesus. It's like, <laughs> why, why do I have to hate smells and throw up or faint at smells? I'm yes. fine with blood and bones, but it's the smells. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm just like, you can feel like I haven't done anything mm, for Jesus. Right. But if you talk about Jesus, mm. That's what God remembers mm -hmm. and takes notes of. That's really you know, the, yep. Maybe you haven't been able to get out, but you can talk about Jesus. You talk mm. about Jesus with somebody you know. I mean, even if it's just, you know, um, your son or your daughter, if you talk about Jesus. Um, one of the things mm -hmm. I love to do is I would always take, um, I read the Bible to my kids at night, uh, family devotions. And I would always take whatever I was reading that day and I would tell it to my children that night and then we would talk about it. And I found that that was um, so beneficial even to take kind of something that might come across a little complicated for children and tell it as a story to mm -hmm. my children it down. so they could yeah. understand. Yeah. And so that's something you can do too, to, mm -hmm. to tell your children, but also to invite discussion with mm -hmm. your children. Like, what do you think about that? Or even ask your kids these questions. Mm -hmm. I know people that are doing the, um, that have done like the Mark Challenge or, or Genesis study with their husbands, especially if your husband's at home. Mm -hmm. Right. Just say, okay. let me read you these verses out loud. Just ask them a question. You answer this one and then my answer. And it's kind of fun. Yeah, and Absolutely. we're calling it a devotional study. So it's very quick and you can do it every morning. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very light. With and coffee with or tea yeah, or, exactly. yeah. And or it is, you're, you're you are ministering, even yes. as you as you share these things, whoever you're sharing with, I think sometimes we just think, well, we're not all together anymore, so we can't, we're not actually able to minister or encourage, or, it's like, no, that's not true. Yes. We, you know, we're, you're so able to do that, even in this setting right now, so that's right. I love that. Isn't that, it's like, I remember um, in the book, I think it's First Timothy, or it's Second Timothy, I can't remember, where Paul says, um, I'm chained but the word of God is yes. not Yeah, look at Paul, talk about like yes. social distancing. And like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> and yes. yet, yeah. Right, that the word of God is not changed. Yes. 
And the word of God can, you know, still go forward, still have that incredible, uh, it says in Thessalonians, the word of God, which effectively works in you. Amen. And Amen. so um, I want to challenge you, especially if you haven't read your Bible before, to really pick up the gospel of Mark, mm -hmm. read it with us, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's going to have a transformative effect. I mean, that's the thing about the word True. of God. Yes. The transformative effect, as you said, it yeah, cleanses you, yeah. <laughs> it, it rearranges your thinking, it recalibrates mm -hmm. your priorities. And we really need that right now. Oh, we Constant. do. Yeah. We do. But I think, you know, I used to say to my children, you know, let mommy read her, do you want a nice mommy or do you want a mean mommy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you let mommy read the Bible, I will be nicer. I remember one time, Charles like, mom, he was little, he was probably about seven, did you read your Bible today? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Okay, I understand. I need to, you know, my yeah. attitude needs to change. Yeah, it funny. makes a difference in us. It yes, changes it us. Does. It really does. I've heard it said, some people say joyful life makes a joyful wife. Oh, I like, like that. It affects us mm -hmm. when we read God's word. It does. And you know, again, um, John said, I've written these things um, that you might believe in, in believing you might have joy in his name. Mm -hmm. I mean, the word of God imparts joy. Yeah. It does. But it shows you the surety of the promises. I mean, you'll you'll see in the scripture was fulfilled that said the scripture that was fulfilled and you realize God fulfills his yes. word to us. Um, yeah. He prepares us for what's going to happen mm -hmm. through the word yeah. so mm -hmm. we can be established. And you think about these early Christians that you know received this this gospel and how it helped them again the template uh, how it helped them to persevere through trials. I mean, mm. think about every yeah. single disciple, um, except for John, who was exiled. Yeah. Um, every single disciple was martyred yeah. for, mm -hmm. for Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. And no one, not one recanted, not one um, uh, yeah, denied. denied yeah. Yeah. Right. They all went to their death saying, no, he lived, yeah. I knew him, he's risen from the dead, and I'm going to a better place. Yeah. They all Powerful. went valiantly mm -hmm. to their death. I mean, it's one thing if uh, if someone's martyred, uh, they're killed when they don't know it. It's another thing if um, somebody is uh, martyred and um, they're like scared, yeah. you know, like, oh. But these went valiantly, mm -hmm. valiantly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a tradition Boldly. has Peter being crucified upside down, like mm -hmm. give me the worst way you can yeah. mm -hmm. because it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do this because I know I'm the one I believed in. Yes. And yeah. so that's what, that's what we get to. So um, expect to be transformed. Expect mm -hmm. to see differences. In fact, it might be fun to kind of write like, I have this issue and this issue. You know, maybe a temper problem or a gossip problem, and see how those things change as you study the gospel. Mm, and we have a couple questions like that yes. through the study, just like, what's an area that you see yes. in your life? And that'll yes. be something to reflect on later, like, whoa, mm -hmm. I changed. And, and that's, that brings that's up great. a really good point because the gospel of Mark is not like just ethereal. It's just like, oh, it's so spiritual, it's out there. <laughs> it's, it's meant, you're meant to see the relation like between the gospel and yourself, the gospel in your own life. All yes. the word of God is so up applicable. Mm -hmm. You know, it works in us, it works on us, it works through us. Yes, exactly. All those yeah. ways. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, are we ready to wrap it up? I think we're ready All to right. wrap it up. Jasmine, are you going to wrap it up? Me? Why don't you pray too as we wrap this up? Okay, I can, I can do that. Yes. Let's go ahead and pray. <laughs> so Lord, we thank you so much for um, this opportunity. Lord, thank you for the technology that we have to be able to 
kind of gather in a way um, virtually here. And uh, thank you, even just as Cheryl was saying, that the word of God is not chained, mm -hmm. that it is not limited um, from going forth, even in the midst of these trying circumstances and the challenges that we're facing, Lord. Nothing is able to thwart your purposes and your plans. Nothing is able to thwart your word. And so we just thank you for this, Lord. We pray that our time together in the book of Mark would be transformative, Lord Jesus. Um, not only that we would be transformed, but that we would see you as bigger and greater, Lord, and, and just have an expanded vision of who you are. And that in that, you would that, that would transfer and translate into how we live our lives, how we view our circumstances, Lord. We wanna be washed in the water of your word and changed by it. So we pray that that would happen as we gather. Bless each person who's listening uh, right now and who's gonna start this study. We pray for uh, just a word to really, even this week, to really stand out to them, something that they can hang their hat on, meditate on, and receive from you, Lord Jesus. We thank you so much now in advance for what you are going to do uh, in and through your word. And we love you, Jesus, and thank you in your name. Amen.